Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome and welcome to the Lonely Old Josh Show. As again, I'm by myself this week. There's no Harley. So uh, this week, I'm going to be talking to you about music industry news. This week, I'm going to be talking about less than 1% of all videos on YouTube ever reach more than 100,000 views. I'll be talking about why that's musical later on. Uh, We've got DistroKid partnering with Audible Magic to verify music authenticity, which is a big deal. So uh, I'll be talking to you about that later on, about halfway through the show. Plus, We've got music from The Naked French, Sordes, Slow King, Mammal Hands, Underline the Sky, and a little guy called Josh Locke, which is my name, so I'm not going to play some of my own music, can I? Um, But before that, I'm going to play you some music because I just, yeah, I've just had some new music sent to me by a wonderful band called Underline the Sky, and uh, I just want to show you it straight away, really. Uh, This is a cover from the Greatest Showman soundtrack. This is called Rewrite the Stars. Check it out. You know I want you We're bound to break in our hands Are tied That was Underline the Sky with their cover of Rewrite the Stars. Well done, guys. I like that. Got sent that by Dave. So thanks for sending that in. Uh, Like I've said to Dave before, that you can send tracks in. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have your own music, please send it to us at theharleyandjoshshow at gmail.com. I will check my emails better next time because I I asked Dave for that this morning because they announced that they're releasing that this Friday. So that'll be available. Um, But uh, he sent me that ages ago and I just didn't check the emails. So, what an idiot I am. So, you know, thanks anyway, man. <laughs> Appreciate it, don't I? Anyway, so we've got no Harley today, so I'm just going to be talking about... What did I do for a whole hour? And play some music and talk about other stuff. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about what I got up to musically last week, because yeah, it was a nice little busy little week for me. I've been a busy little bee. Um... On Tuesday, I actually had a gig, which doesn't usually happen uh, on a weeknight. Um, Tuesday night, uh, Murray and myself were performing as the Lockerbillies um, at the University uh, Campus Suffolk, uh, the old art building. So, well, it's, it's still the photography building and graphics building and art, but and there's there's an ex- exhibition space and stuff. Um, and it was really weird because I went to college there. And used to, you know, like, you know, when I used to smoke, I've given up now, thankfully, I used to sit out the back there and, and, and have a cigarette. And then I was, you know, fast forward about 12 years and I'm there playing in the courtyard for for people as they were, uh, gathering to look at the students' end of year um, exhibition. Uh, luckily, Murray and I got some time to to wander around uh, in between playing, and there was some some great artwork there. There was some really nice conceptual stuff, uh, not the kind of stuff you always uh, expect or imagine. And there was just some great little walk-in displays. There was one just a geodesic um, shapes in this uh, in this very small room with sort of lighting going on these kind of three D shapes that would make shadows on the walls, and it, it was a real immersive experience. I really liked that. Uh, so. Whoever made that, I can't remember your name, but you did a good job, didn't you? I enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, so that was really fun to be able to sort of to play there and and to sort of meet all these kind of fellow creatives um, and to sort of entertain them. It was quite funny just to see all these people like, yes, well, this is very interesting artwork, and I'm like, playing rockabilly. Um, so it was a probably slightly 
more energetic than people are used to for for exhibition music. So yeah, we were being we were being exhibitionists for a night. That was all right, wasn't it? Um, I like those gigs because we didn't we weren't uh, amplified or anything. So we we only had to take the acoustic guitar and the double bass in, and uh, not a bass in that was double sized, just a, a double bass inside. Uh, we got to move around between different parts of the sort of the exhibition space. So we started off outside as people were coming in. Then we walked into the sort of stairwell where it was a really nice, um, you know, reverb in there and great acoustics. So people upstairs could hear us. And then we walked into the cafe while people were sort of, you know, discussing, you know, the, the pieces that they liked. And we were sort of playing over their conversations. Isn't that, isn't that great when you want to talk about you know, great artwork, and you've got two blokes making loads of noise. You can't hear what you think. Uh, but yeah, it was really nice to uh, to sort of be amongst lots of creative people and 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 hear you know their thoughts on what they really enjoy um, from you know different visual artworks. Murray was sort of sitting there going, "Oh, I wish I was creative." I was like, "You're playing a double bass, man, and you make music with Impilo, so you are creative." He was like, "But visually creative, he's good at photography, and um, and it's quite nice when you are um, a musician or if you're an artist, um, you know, of the visual spectrum. It's nice to be able to do it over lots of different um, sort of mediums: so music, performance, dance, uh, photography, painting." You know, graphic design it, it's good to be able to diversify so that you can really feel like you are actually um you know expressing yourself so yeah that was a nice little tuesday night um usually i'd be teaching but i had fortnightly students on that one so i got to sort of you know have a bit of an early night it's weird because we were playing from like five until eight which doesn't happen often so that was nice um then I was teaching throughout the week. We've got that we're we're gearing up at Moreland for their end of year performance. They're doing lots of songs from Oliver, so uh, I've been sort of teaching them different things from that. So we've got a pick a pocket or two boy. Um, that's the Suffolk version, and we're doing oh what's the other song? I should remember it off the top of my head. Oh, food, glorious food, of course. The other one, the other one. Oh, what? Um, yeah. So that's 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 quite fun. It, it, as their musicals. Um, like all the musicals especially uh, are, are you know very much changing chords every five seconds and they don't like to keep one key which is is fun to try and teach an eight-year-old oh so it's changing key here what's a key oh so it's to do with you know scales and what notes you can use what are scales oh okay so we're gonna have to go right back aren't we <laughs> but yeah they're, they're getting it so it's it's nice to be able to you know, get in there early and explain this stuff so it doesn't get to down the line when, you know, they pick up guitar maybe again when they're, you know, in their teenage years and they want to start a band and somebody says, right, we're in the key of A. They're not suddenly going, uh, as so many people I know in the past have done that. You know, it, it, they, they picked up guitar ages ago and then they thought, oh, I'll revisit that. I'll start a band. And then they can't remember anything. So it's good to be able to just have a crack at doing the musical theory stuff and just getting the basics down to get an idea of, of, of that sort of stuff. Anyway, right. So before I get on to my weekend, uh, I would like to play some more music. Um, ooh, what am I going to play though? Uh, Okay, so yeah, I'm going to play this one. This one's by, uh, we don't usually play very, very famous bands on this, but I think these guys are, are, are famous, they're famous to me, um, and they're playing an Ipswich. Uh, this 
uh, Sunday, actually, as part of the Ipswich Jazz Festival. Um, I'm not going to be able to make it because I am playing with my brand new band that I've been teasing on this show for ages, JS and the Buccaneers. So we are a pirate-themed band doing lots of sea shanties from the 16th, 17th and 18th century and plus lots of sort of rock and pop covers from nowadays but in a piratey theme. We're uh, accordion, banjo and mandolin with stomp box, tambourines and percussion and lots of sort of... It's basically gang shout music. It's stuff to get everybody about, uh, stomping their feet, wishing their drinks against the wall and just having a great old knees up. So we're going to be at the Freston Boot this Sunday from 7 o'clock. And, uh, yeah, I really can't wait. It's our first ever gig and we've been rehearsing this for months and months and months. I've had this idea for years and I've really wanted to do it. So I'm super excited. So if you can make it down, I would be super appreciative. Um, But because I'm doing that, I can't go and see Black uh, um, Mammal Hands. But they have a track called Black Sails which is very piratey, which is one of their newer songs. And I love this band, absolutely. I've seen them twice now, once at Pump and Grind when that was a thing, and once at The Fludgers uh, in Felixstowe. Um, And I saw them in London, I can't remember where. Um, But yeah, they're just great. And I really hope you enjoy this. This is Black Sails by Mammal Hands. was Black Sails by Mammal Hands. Absolutely wonderful, right? Um, Yeah, they'll be playing at St. Peter's this Sunday. Imagine that in a deconsecrated church, just how atmospheric and how ambient that will be. They've got a wonderful back catalogue. So yeah, just a three-piece, drums, keys and saxophone. And I believe he plays alto and tenor and and soprano. So yeah, that will be an amazing musical experience. And I've played in St. Peter's and the... uh, the acoustics in there are great for all different types of music, but I think especially that. So, yeah, the Ipswich Jazz Festival is very lucky to have them, I believe. So, um, so yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about my weekend. Uh, that this Well, last Friday, sorry, uh, I was with Hoppy and the Hopefuls out the salutation, and you'll see why that's, you know, why it's great. I'll talk about the next day. Um, because we had the full two-hour set uh, from about nine o'clock. I like the salutation for uh, a couple of lots of different reasons, but the reason off the top of my head is they've, they've installed these lights in there that are great. They've got just above the sort of stage area, which is also sort of, you know, it's like a, a bal- not balcony, just a sort of a raised area where you can sit and eat as well when there's not bands on. But there's sort of um, ceiling lights pointing downwards that's sort of embedded in the ceiling that are just normal white lights. And so during the day, they're fine. But when they flip one crazy switch on the wall, they turn into flashing multicolored lights and just make these. Uh, yeah, it, it's great. They add atmosphere. So when you've got bands that turn up and they don't have lights, which is, you know, you're not expected to bring lights, but it's nice to have them. Um, you know, you, then you've still got an atmosphere there. And over the bar, they've got these sort of like, so again, sort of dangling pendant lights that are are fine for sort of during the day just as normal lights and then they flip a special magic switch and they change colour and they turn into like sort of little disco ball style things and they move around and again just adds atmosphere um, 
and you know Harley brought some lights as well so you know it worked so it worked quite well so I did see Harley Harley was playing bass for that one he had brought a special uh, what well, was a Behringer it was an M32 I believe it was um, desk that has got Midas preamps because Behringer bought, bought, bought Midas out quite recently and uh, and yeah just got all these wonderful desks they've been bringing out I say quite recently as a couple of years now um but yeah they uh it sounded great I mean, it was it was very uh technical setup as I will say I'm looking at it going right okay I would have no idea how to set this up because I'm still very used to analog desks uh, the desk that we use for the lockabillies is a digital desk but it's got quite analog features so there's still sort of the buttons and dials that um that are specific for the channel that it's on so uh, um, as, but you can still assign them to different channels. So uh, you'll be working as a compressor as well as a gate for something else or an EQ, and you can move that along to different channels. But on the uh, M32, I'm looking at it going, oh, crikey, I don't, I don't actually know which channel I'm controlling right now, so I'll just leave that to Harley the Pro. Um, so, yeah, we had, a, we had a nice little blistering set. We played uh, a couple of the newer tracks that we've, uh, that we've gone through recently where we played... Um, what was it? Ain't Nobody by Chaka Khan, but we do a bluesy version of it. Um, we also have started doing Play That Funky Music White Boy, but uh, without doing the down, 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 down riff, which is like the whole song, but we've made it this really kind of Jamiroquai, like soulful, sexy tune that actually sounds really nice um, without the riff, even though I start playing it in the solo because I'm like, I like the riff. I remember playing this when I was about 13. <laughs> so, yeah, that was nice. Um, Dan had a new idea for a song, um, which I think would be really good if we do a funked up version of the Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. Why not? Um but yeah, I think it was it was it was it would be sort of a, a culmination of two songs: the immigrant song and Hercules, which has got this really great bass riff. Um, so hopefully that will work out, and we'll, we'll have a crack at doing that. Um, so yeah, that was a salutation Friday. Really nice crowd for that one. Uh, a nice boogie down was heard. Um, and uh, what's great about it is that you can load in from the front, um, from the street level, and that's right onto the stage. That's nice and easy. So. The next day, uh, oh God, here we have a an annoying story. I'm not going to name names, but I was um, booked for a gig with the Lockabillies on Saturday night at a hotel in the local vicinity. And uh, I'd had that booking since October 2017. Um, we'd booked it over the phone. Uh, which is now a no-no for me. Since then, I just I, I'm like, okay, we'll we'll talk about the booking over the phone, but you need to send me written confirmation because the amount of times people are just going, oh, I actually can't remember that phone call. So yeah, the gig's not on. Sorry. <laughs> like okay, um, but yeah. So we uh, had it booked in. It was supposed to be Murray, Rich, and I as a trio going down for a dinner dance, uh, which would have been ticketed, um, and yeah, for the whole night we were charging. £1,200, so we would have gotten a nice little sizable chunk each. However, I had not had any contact with them since the booking. So a couple of weeks ago, I was just like, hey guys, um, you know, no details on this yet. Can you give me some idea of, you know, load-in times, etc.? And then no reply. So I call them up and I'm just like, okay, so um, hi, 
Um, we've got this gig coming up on Saturday. Just wanted some more details. Uh, can you let me know what's going on? And they're like, oh, yeah, uh, okay. Um, well, uh, the person who's dealing with that isn't in right now, so we'll call you back. Um, which didn't happen. And uh, so I call back again. And what happens is they're like, Ah, yeah. See, we don't know that this gig had been booked uh, because we've changed events management team since then. So whoever was in the events management team has, like prior has not let us know that this was in the bookings. So um, we didn't even know that we were supposed to be getting in contact with you. So you can imagine my chagrin and my rage. Um, I, not rage. I just said to him, oh my God, are you kidding me? Um because, you know, that's, again, 1,200 quid down the toilet. Um, and I can't be mad at the person who's cancelled because they didn't even know that it was happening. So they're not going to suddenly just go, oh, yeah, okay, right, yeah, we'll do it and we'll promote it over the next three days uh, and see if we can, you know, get these people in. So they just they just said, right, we'll rebook it and do it later on in the year, which I'm glad they said. Um, but, yeah, so, but it still left me without a booking for the Saturday night. So I put up a... Uh, a plea on Facebook saying, oh, this has happened and I do not want to be letting down my band because it is, you know, that's happened uh, a couple times in the past couple years where I've just been like, I'm sorry, guys, this coming weekend, the gig that we're supposed to have, it's not happening. So um, I'm afraid that, you know, I can't pay you. So, you know, within, you know, if that was within, you know, a month or something like that, they might be like, all right, we'll see if we can find some more work. Um, but if that's within a couple of days, it's just definitely not cool. Um so, yeah, uh, luckily, once I put out this this post in the Ipswich music scene and in um, the Ipswich bands and uh, it was Ipswich gigs, um, and it was kind of like a promotional page, uh, the lovely Daniel Harvey, who books the gigs at the Salutation, came back to me and said, we'll have you. Um, I'll put it to... Uh, to Tony, the uh, the man who manages the mayor at the place, um, and yeah, well, well you know, obviously, you know, wouldn't be able to pay you twelve hundred quid. That's a bit ridiculous. So we took a, a big old pay cut, but we were very very happy that we weren't workless for a night, and we got to play for our mates. So we went to the salutation, and uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, it was a great night. We played again from nine till about half eleven, and the crowd were just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Just all our mates, Josh Carr and Sophie, the hot tramp gang. Uh, we had my my wonderful lady Frankie was there, uh, as well as uh, as Jenny and Jamie and some very, very good friends, Dave and Heidi. So thank you very much for coming down on very last minute, guys. It was really good to be able to play for our mates instead of, you know, playing a stuffy dinner dance anyway. Ugh, sour grapes. Um, but yeah, so I was really thankful to the salutation for having us for that. So nice one. I mean, you know, it's it's a big gamble to book a band within three days and be like, okay, let's just hope that they promote it enough. So I, you know, did paid promotions, made sure I was posting about it all the time. And um, yeah, because you never know if you're just going to lose money on the band. If you're going to be, you know, shelling out X amount of money on a band, you need to know that you're going to make some of that money back. Um, so to have a bit of faith in us was, was was nice of them. So thank you very much, Tony and Daniel, for, for booking us for that. So that was Saturday night. That was a really good, uh, really good gig. Oh, yeah, of course. And during the morning, I've uh, been uh, on the Saturday. Uh, that would have been the, oh, I can't remember what date that is. Why well, can't I remember what date that is? It was literally, oh, it's 15th. Um, I was at uh, the Boys Brigade Hall in Stone Market as part of my new job as the in the team of Bravo, the School of Rock. Um, 
loads of fun, loads of fun had. So I start off the morning with uh, a group of seniors. Um, and yeah, I had three to, uh, last Saturday and they were, they were great that we were doing, uh, Maroon five, harder to breathe, uh, as well as runaway baby by Bruno Mars. Uh, what's about us by pink, um, smash mouth, all star. And what was the other one? I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, they did a really good job. And I was, I was very, Oh, nope. No, it was Shotgun and by George Ezra, and that was and they did that one later on. Um, yeah, they uh, so what they do is they have an hour with me, and then they go downstairs and they have an hour as a performance um, kind of workshop with Diego, um, and, and they sort of get together as a band. So yeah, it's, it's really good to be able to sort of be part of that development. It's it's quite it's quite amazing. Um, then I have the the uh, the juniors who were sort of like seven to about 11 kind of age so about year three upwards um and we were doing maroon five again harder to breathe as well as shotgun by george ezra and yeah i think that was about oh runaway baby as well um i had to teach a couple of those parts to a couple of different kids because we had some new ones turn up and yeah it's, it's it's a challenge to be able to manage you know five um, either pubescent or prepubescent kids, um, when they're all just mental, <laughs> they just, you know, they're like all the different things they want to say, they want to say, they'll just get it out straight away. So I'm just like, okay, keep it musical guys. Let's keep it on track and keep it on subject. Um, and yeah, it was nice to be able to, um, you know, get them, get them practicing something over and over again. Cause a lot of the time, um, when you are like, you know, learning an instrument, you'll get something right once and then you'll be like, okay, that's me done. You know, I don't have to do any more. Um, but it's like, no, you have to get it so right that you can't get it wrong. That was uh, a lesson I learned in college that if you, if you get something right once, practice it again, loop it, loop it, loop it, loop it, loop it. And then after that, you'll find yourself being able to play it faster, cleaner, and you'll also be able to learn how to perform whilst you're doing that so not only can you sort of you don't have to focus so much on your hands or you know or, or your feet if you're if you're a drummer um and you can focus on the crowd and being entertaining um yeah so yeah um, i think that was that was a nice little lesson to to give to the, the kids that okay practice it over and over and over again and then your performance will be even better then we spent the second half of the lesson. Uh, I was giving them some stage tricks. So how to how to sort of you know play the guitar whilst also holding it up and sort of you know dancing with it and trying to get them to sort of jump around and be a bit active um, to sort of show them you know just how fun it can be to perform and be dynamic on stage. And they had a good time with it. They were sort of like, "What if I used it like a gun?" I'm like, "Okay, fine." This is like 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 um, you know a bit of thin Lizzie going on. Um, what if I played it on my knees? Yeah, you can do that. Not with with your knees that'd be quite difficult um what if i i don't know jumped up and down at the same time whilst also you know trying to do my taxes i was like you don't have taxes you're a child so you can't do that one uh, but yeah they, they they used it later on in the performance section so they did a really good job so yeah nicely done guys i'm quite proud of you i am um so yeah uh i would like to say to them bless your heart as would this man Sordes. He's a local electronic musician who's going to be playing this weekend with Moran Skill and some wonderful electronic musicians. This uh, is called Bless Your Heart and has some wonderful samples in it. If you like your ambient, if you like your bonobo, if you like your om unit, check out Sordes. It's a Bless Your Heart. 
That was Bless Your Heart by Sordes. He will be playing this weekend at the Smokehouse. So stick around for the gig list and I will tell you where. So to finish off my weekend, uh, I was supposed to be doing sound at the Three Wise Monkeys uh, yesterday night. So that would have been Sunday night from about seven till about nine. However, uh, the band that were playing unfortunately had a sickness and had to pull out last minute. And so I got a message from M um, saying, oh, this has happened. Um, can't have you doing sound, but would you be able to do come along and do a, a solo set for me? I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, obviously I wouldn't be getting paid um, to sort of sit at home on my bum. So it would be nice to sort of go out and do some work if I was supposed to be working anyway. And yeah, it was nice. So they've got their own PA there, which is just a great thing for any venue. I mean, some people listening in from outside of uh, uh, of Suffolk would be like, well, yeah, duh. Um, and a lot of sort of rural counties um, will, will be like, yeah, yeah, having a PA for your own place, that's a bit weird, isn't it? But yeah, uh, finding, you know, a, a venue that has its own PA is quite rare. Um, so that's why I have my own one and I bring one along. Uh, a lot of the time, you know, venues will be a little bit like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to book this band if they don't have their PA because I've got to shell out for an extra, you know, an, an extra expense, you know, uh, plus somebody to run it. So that can can be upwards of 150 quid a lot of the time. So, uh, yeah, having your own PA is great. It's a money-saving measure. So if you are a, a, a promoter or a venue listening in, get your own one. Get your own. You'll be, you know, it, you'll you'll feel a little bit more uh, uh, content if you do. And it doesn't have to be super expensive. Just get it done. So, yeah, that was really nice to be able to turn up and just set up a couple speakers. Took my double-neck guitar in because I'd not played that for a while. My 12-string and 6-string acoustic guitar, um, which was nice to just play a bunch of songs that uh, a lot of people haven't heard before. Uh, Joe Lee's turned up and with his little daughter Bella who goes to Moreland that is my school that I teach at and uh, and she was dancing because I uh, oh, it was it was amazing because it was Father's Day happy happy Father's Day to all those guys by the way that have got kids and you're doing a good job um, I, uh, I I saw him there with his little one I was like it's Father's Day come on I've got to get him up singing to her so um, I, you know so gave him my guitar I was like dude play one of your songs. Um, he started off playing Don't Stop Believing by Journey, which Bella was was dancing around to because she does performing arts and stuff. And she's, I think she's six. Yeah, she's six. So it was it was quite wonderful to see. Actually, I was like, eh, my heart. Um, and uh, yeah, so and then, so he finished that. Everybody absolutely loved it. And then finished that song and played one of his own songs called Do It All For You. And uh, that was amazing because he wrote that about his other daughter um, and just, you know, how much he loves her and, and, and what he'd do. So as a Father's Day moment that, you know, you can't really top that. Everybody absolutely adored it. So, yeah, you got to check him out. He's at Joe Lee's Music. Um, listen to the show sometimes. So hi, if you're listening, Joe. Great show. Well done, mate. Thanks for coming along. It was nice to have your support. Um, so, yeah, I got to perform a couple of my original songs, including this one, which I uh, have not played on the radio yet, and I only re- released it uh, about a week and a bit ago. This is available on uh, iTunes, Spotify, well, as long as iTunes is existing anyway, uh, Apple Music, uh, everything. Uh, so please get involved uh, and listen to this. This one's called I Believe by Little Old Me. I believe in this soul I see those pearly gates I know I'm not awake I'm dreaming I don't believe 
That was I Believe by Little Old Me, that was. That's available on Spotify, iTunes, all that kind of stuff. Um, I really enjoyed recording that, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed it, let me know. I'd really like. I'm now live on Facebook Live uh, at the Harley and Josh Show Facebook page. So if you've got something you want to say uh, or anything you want me to shout out or you want some questions answers, please let, please let me know. But until then... Less than 1% of all videos on YouTube ever reach more than 100,000 views, as well as the news that DistroKid partners with Audible Magic to verify music authenticity. Find out. Music news. Right, so yeah, uh, less than 1% of all videos on YouTube ever reach more than 100,000 views, which is pretty crazy, right? That's according to new data from an analysis of YouTube's content published by analytics firm Pex, which claims to be the most advanced video and music analytics platform on the internet. Uh, hello, Josh Carr. Nice to see you. Uh, the 0.64% of videos with 100,000 views or more on YouTube represent 81.6% of all the views on the platform. Just think about that for a second. 0.64% of all the videos on YouTube uh, are actually making up 81.6% of all the views that are on the whole platform. So that's, you know, that's a, they're doing a lot of work. So, uh, yeah. Uh, to flip that on its head, 99.36% of YouTube videos uh, draw less than a fifth of all the views. So, you know, that's not a lot. <laughs> so, uh, Pex CEO uh, Rus- Rasty, Rasty, <laughs> that's such an American name. <laughs> I don't know, it might be, it might not be American. Rasty Turek suggests that should YouTube remove these 99.36% of underperforming videos, they would save an astounding amount of money and still retain most of the revenue. Imagine that. Like, uh, I can't, I can't, I don't know how many videos there are on YouTube, but I do know that over 400 hours of video are uploaded onto the platform every single minute. 400 hours on that site every minute. So think about that over a day, over a week, over a year. Ridiculous. So I've got no idea. It's in the billions, obviously. Uh, Probably trillions now. But you think about it, 99% of those videos, nobody ever either watches them. um, Well, actually, that's not true. That's under 1,000 views, basically. Under 100,000 views, at least. So, yeah, they don't get as, as much as much sort of uh, attention. So although gaming content is YouTube's fastest fastest, fastest <laughs> growing category of video, music is the most prot- profitable. See, that's where it comes back around. Now it's music news. There it is. Uh, videos under the music category are also the shortest in length and generate the most views per average video. Because if you think about it, like you're going to re-watch those videos more often than you are going to be re-watching a video of, of like, I don't know, a gaming stream or something like You won't really watch that so much. But you may watch, you know, a video of a guy getting kicked in the nuts quite a few more times than you'd listen to a song because that's only five seconds. Anyway, uh, according to Pex, the average number of views for videos in the music category are 16,397. That's across all of them. Uh, at an average length of about 6.8 minutes uh, with an average 2,411 views per minute of video content, if that makes any sort of sense. Um, but yeah, it's quite interesting to sort of think about YouTube could cull like most of their videos and they would still make a a big load of money 
right? Um, so music content actually only accounts for 5% of all the content on YouTube, but still makes up 20% of all views. So just to reiterate that, 5% of all the content on YouTube is music, but it still makes up 20% of all the views. So it, music is making a big load of money for YouTube, and uh, that needs to be reflected in the amount of money that gets paid out. The ad serve stuff does all right, but uh, remember that YouTube is a free platform, so nobody's paying to be on there apart from if you're like, you know, YouTube Red or whatever it is anymore. Um, so you kind of end up with thinking, what is the actual you know, why, what's the reasoning behind why there's not much money coming towards the musicians if they're making up, you know, 20% of all the views, which is a pretty mental thing. Anyway, uh, let's carry on, eh? Music news, music news, here we go with music news. You can't hear that on Facebook Live, but I think it's well fun. Uh, DistroKid partners with Audible Magic to verify music authenticity. So this is a new one. Uh, Audible Magic have been around for a while, but that's basically it helps to prevent fraudulent artists stealing and uploading unreleased original content. So uh, the move says the two firms will help protect artists by verifying the authenticity of both tracks and artists that the music originated from before music is distributed to streaming services. So uh, hypothetical situation, random bloke uh, has hacked um, somebody's account and they've got some like original master tracks of a band that he's not part of, has nothing to do with, has just hacked it and found it. And he could go on distro kid before this and upload it and you know make an account and have somebody else's music um, make him money so that could go up on spotify that could go up on anywhere really it could go up on 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 the itunes on the old you know the deezers and all the pandoras they would make him money and there would be nothing to say that it's not his unless you know you're on a big major label or something like this uh, and they've got a, a team behind you but you know if there's somebody like myself or a coco or hot tramp um you know somebody gets hold of their track and then just puts it up on distrocute on TuneCore or something like this or cd baby they could still be making money off that uh, and it's well it's probably illegal but it's very hard to track because, you know, how do you verify who you are? So, um, when an artist requests to upload a song file, uh, upload song files via DistroKid, Audible Magic's Rights RX technology checks its registry of over 20 million media assets to uh, ensure the artist's uploaded content is conflict-free before distribution to streaming services like Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, etc. Uh, DistroKid will also be the first distributor to implement Audible Magic's detection tool, Broad Spectrum. Now, this is quite interesting. Um, an extension of Audible Magic's content ID service, Broad Spectrum, can identify extreme manipulations of rate, pitch, and tempo using only small clips of audio. So... I've got kind of no idea where they're kind of aiming that. So they might be aiming it at uh, people that, okay, so I'll, the, like the situation I said before, the guy gets the tracks and then uploads it and then doesn't actually, you know, it, it, uh, they've, they've sped it up or slowed it down so you can't track it. But this 
uh, software can. Um, a much more modern and up-to-date way of re- retaining the rights to your music than just posting a CD to yourself, really, if you think about it, right? So uh, DistroKid developed this platform with Audible Magic's Insights as an industry-wide solution that will request to block the unauthorized release of an artist's music or leaks uh, from appearing on streaming services and social platforms. Um, in April, CD Baby entered into a partnership with Audible Magic to identify um, consent rights conflicting prior to developing the digital music service provider. So, yeah, I think that's quite good. That That's kind of answering a problem that I didn't even know existed. However, the real problem is YouTube because there are so many people that can just create a YouTube account, not pay for anything, and then they'll just upload a track by an artist that they don't have the rights for that track. So that is much harder to do. I mean, because DistroKid distributes your stuff to YouTube if you check the box. Um, and it won't do that if you don't know the rights. But I don't think YouTube does that. So I'd like to see YouTube do do that, you know, check whether this person has the rights to this song before they upload it. That's going to take a lot more. But yeah, anyway, so there's a bit of music news for you. I'm going to get onto your questions in just a moment because there's some weird ones. All right, so uh, I'm going to play you a bit of the Naked French. Uh, I'm a fan of this band. They uh, are playing very much locally soon, so stick around for the gig list to find out. This is called The Beginning. That was the beginning by the Naked French. They are sticky. They are playing locally this weekend. So I'm going to be giving you the gig list very much now. So I'll tell you where they'll be in a moment. Baby, uh, Stowe Fiesta is happening this weekend, which is a big deal. So uh, that is the 22nd and the 23rd of June. That is at the Stone Market Rugby Club. And we've got the likes of Max Wildwood, Gemma and the Nightjars, Joe G, Chart Attack, hello Harley, Jackson Co, Walkway, hello Diego, Son of Elvis, the Phil Jackson Rock and Roll Band, very nice, and the Bay Horse Boys, who I've yet to see. Uh, so that's over the whole weekend. Check out their website for who's playing when. Um, on June the 22nd, we've got Suffolk Pride is going on. So uh, it, for those with LGBTQ um, you know, persuasion and for the people that want to pers- support them being able to be proud of who they are and not to be afraid uh, of being persecuted, get down to the waterfront uh, this Saturday, June 22nd. The p- p- parade is going to be happening from uh, Dance East all the way down to Cult. So get yourself down there from 12 o'clock because it's going to be a wonderful celebration. And just to show everybody, you know, show everybody how much Ipswich supports great, um, you know, rights for everybody. Anyway, next, we've got June 22nd, More and Scale, Brooches, Anu Friends, Supermerger and Rancy are going to be playing with the person I played earlier, Sordes, at the Smokehouse at seven o'clock. So that'll be quite an uh, yeah, and a great show. Lots of atmospheric electronics. So yeah, if you're into uh, a bit of your om unit, a bit of your bonobo, a bit of your fortet, that kind of thing, uh, floating points, you'd like that. Check that out. Um, also on the 22nd, which is a Saturday, Chart Attack, hello Harley, are going to be playing at the Salutation. So that's two weeks in a row for Harley. Uh, they're going to be starting at nine o'clock. 
on June 22nd. Also, we've got Beard Effects, good old boy from the Smokehouse, um, who does the lights a lot of the time. Uh, Lewis, he is playing with Slow King, Jacob. So I'm going to finish the show off with Slow King today. Uh, he's at the Three Wise Monkeys this Saturday at 10 o'clock. Uh, that's going to be a great show. Uh, so stick around to the end to hear what he sounds like. Uh, also, June 23rd, we've got uh, uh, the... Well, that's, so that's on the Sunday, sorry. June 23rd, Sunday. The live Sunday sessions, Mother Funker are playing an acoustic session. Uh, so Vanya's going to be there Sunday at 6 o'clock at the Three Wise Monkeys. Check that out. Uh, also Sunday, another acoustic thing. Good old gunfighter Rob Lewis is at the Salutation from 3 o'clock. So check that out. He'll be playing some of his originals as well as some wonderful root and toot and curvers. Uh, June 23rd, we've got uh, Chart Attack are going to be live at Isaac's from 3. And then after that... Uh, you want to get yourself down to the boot in Freston as uh, I'm going to be playing with JS and the Buccaneers for our first gig with loads of pirate knees up folk. So if you have not uh, heard of us before, check out our Facebook page. We've got a video of us playing Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. Um, And it's going to be loads of fun. It's just a big old funny old knees up. You can dress up if you wish. I'm sure I'm going to. Um, So yeah, I'm going to be in my my high boots, in my britches um, and a little little sailory thing. Going to be playing double-necked acoustic guitar with 12-string and 6-string. going to be playing mandolin, banjo. I'm not going to be playing banjo. Tom's going to be playing banjo. Rich is going to be playing accordion. And I've got a treasure chest I'll be sitting on. So it's going to be a big old knees up. So I'd love to see you guys there. Um, so without any further ado, um, oh, I better just check to see if any, there's anything other gigs that I want to talk about this weekend. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be on Felix Stowe Radio on Friday uh, during the day with my ma talking about how great it is to be a Suffolk musician. I'm going to be playing a charity show at the Ipswich School for raising money for cancer research this Friday um, from about eight o'clock. There are tickets still available, so check our Facebook page for that with the Lockabillies. Um, and also the 22nd, I'm going to be playing at Adastral Park for their BT swanky, swanky corporate thing so that'd be quite fun anyway i'm going to shut up and play some more music and i'm going to head off um it's been wonderful to talk to you guys thank you very much for tuning in and keeping me company and all you weirdos ben and josh and dave and andrew and chloe on the facebook live thanks for for being there and just asking weird questions um yeah so i'm going to be playing you some slow king now i am a, a big fan of this guy he's got some nice sort of chilled out chill step kind of vibes um got sort of again I don't want to say Catronada kind of vibes about him. Um, and he seems to be going really well. Again, he's playing this weekend. So check out his Facebook page for that. Thank you very much. See you later on. See you next week. Lots of love. Bye.